The following podcast is provided by Pinnacle Senior Placements, LLC, and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders Radio. And I'm here with Daphne Davis. And Daphne, I'm glad you're here. Um, We have been talking this last hour about, you know, how we're dealing with our senior loved ones through this process. And there's a lot of ways in which we're getting creative and doing things. But one of the things that Daphne, you touched on in the last segment that I think is really important is how do we as a family support our senior loved ones through this time? And certainly um, there's a lot to be talked about in that category, isn't there? Yeah, there is. I've uh, talked to the small families that, you know, have an only child in the family. And I've talked mm-hmm. to families that have seven kids in the family. And so both right. scenarios look the same in many, many ways. It's just things are spread out over, over a, a different number of people. I think the most important thing I want you to hear right now about with this um, is to be gentle with each other. As you are working together as a family to support a loved one member mm-hmm. that everybody has a full life right now. Yeah. That has a lot of uncertainty in it. And that heightens the emotional, I guess, turmoil um, of people. And then you throw in something as emotionally charged as your aging parents. Let's just stick with that aging parents or somebody, mm-hmm. a friend that's time how do you support them and still have them be independent? And because it's like unwritten rule that we can be, and this is a good rule, but an unwritten rule that we can just, we can be our true selves. Well, sometimes mm-hmm. when we're tired, when we're exhausted, sometimes it gets a little too raw. And so we can say right. things or do things that we're not proud of and didn't mean to say or do. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was, my mom's caregiver, even when she was in assisted living or in uh, skilled nursing, she still knew how to push my buttons. Even when she had dementia, um, she still knew how to push, push my buttons. And, and I learned sometimes you just have to walk around the block. Sometimes you just have to, you know, just take a, a, you know, five minute break, just say, I'll be back in five minutes. And walk around the, you know, the block or the yard, if you, even if it's a two-minute break, to distance yourself, to just get yourself together. And I think those things are important yeah. to remember that you have to take care of yourself during this time. It can be stressful when you're all cooped up, you know, in your home. And if you have a senior loved one that's living with you, um, the other thing is, is you're not you may not feel as productive as you normally are, you know, during the day when you're at work or things like that. It's like things are different now. Things are truly different. Everybody's going through different emotions, different types of fears that are, are, you know, escalating. Um, And then there's also other things that, you know, boundaries are, are shaky. You don't necessarily know where they are with people also. And you, you're segueing into something that I, my second point, one is take a breath, be kind and gentle to mm-hmm. each other, but also mm-hmm. find the courage to advocate for yourself so that people Absolutely. do know where everybody stands. Find the courage to say, you know what, this is a really hard area for me. Um, you know, mom, you doing this little idiosyncrasy thing just is like, you know, fingernails on the chalkboard. 
it's okay to say those things because then mm-hmm. mom knows, oh, well, I can, I don't need to do that. What bothers you? <laughs> you know, it's, it's the open communication. It's sure. having the courage to say the things that are real. Say them with kindness. Say them from your heart. Have mm-hmm. a little preamble in the beginning of it. This is not to hurt you, mom. This is not to hurt you, dad. I love mm-hmm. you just the same. But if we could just change this a little bit, I think life would be a lot better for you and me both. Have right. those conversations. Be courageous to name them. It's okay. You might discover right. that, you know, wow, my relationship is changing and it's more open than it's ever been. Yahoo! Mm-hmm. Have the courage yes. to discover what happens in that relationship, especially when, when the roles are changing, when they're reversing in some situations. I've had mm-hmm. some families that have, have talked with me and just said, I don't, I get hooked every time. I feel like my, my dad is a teenager and he's just rebellious and I am just, you know, parenting a teenager. Very yeah. true. That's a good description sometimes. <laughs> um, think about when, when teenagers really are teenagers and they're, they're trying to spread their wings and they've got restrictions put on them and they can't quite figure out where the, the borderline mm-hmm. is and what's safe and what's not safe. Isn't that the same thing we do with our parents as their bodies change? The mm-hmm. big difference, though, is your parent has lived a full life. And so they're sure. feeling all those things that a typical teenager will feel in terms of having restrictions. And who are mm-hmm. you to tell me that I'm not being safe? I've done this all my life. Who are you to say that yeah. I need to drink more water? I've, I've made it this far. I don't need any more water. If I die <laughs> yeah. today, I die today. I mean, can't you just hear the conversation? Totally. But those are things that are things that we need to work on in terms of languaging. And sometimes, even in close relationships, understanding what motivates people is the best thing to help in those situations. So my mother, she, she knows that I talk about her. My mom likes to be a pleaser. And she doesn't advocate for herself. And so sometimes I'll say to her things like, Mom, what would really make you happy right now? Let's say it's a scenario where you just don't know what they want for lunch or, you know, they you give them what they say and then they don't want to eat it. Or they say that they want to do this, but then they don't do it. Ask right. them, what would really make you happy right now? And name the things that are not open for discussion, like, like we can't go to your house today. That's not on the plate, you know, or whatever the things are, name the thing that you know they're going to go to to take away the power of it, take away that power, and then move on to what would really make you happy today. And we're talking about for lunch. I love that. Let me me see if I can meet that. Well, I'd really like to have some green grapes. You know what? I can run to the store right now and go get some green grapes. And they'll say, oh, tomorrow's fine. You can get them for tomorrow. Okay, let's make sure. Are you sure I can't get them for you right now? Because, Mom, I want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. No, it's really no skin off of our nose to go and get some green grapes. Well, and here's what I'm saying in the big the, picture of things. Mm-hmm. Yes. And one of the things I think that's really powerful about what you're saying is you're giving that loved one a choice. They don't feel like yes. they're being dictated to. And one of the things that, you know, even though that senior is being, a teenager, quote unquote, they're still your parent. And there's that parent child dynamic. And that 
like yes. you and I have talked many times of the fact that that never works. That always goes down a bad road. You know, mom or dad will always mm-hmm. be mom or dad. And you will always have that parent child relationship, even though that parent is being a teenager. <laughs> so it's finding yep. that, that rhythm to give them a choice to say, you know, mom, here's the situation. We have two things that we could do today. We could do A or we could do B. What would make you happy? You know, and so all of a sudden Mm -hmm. a mom might say, you know, I'd really like to do watch this movie on Netflix today. Great. Let's do that. Then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. they feel like they're still being the parent, that you're still being that daughter. And therein lies that attitude that is very kind of an interesting um, scenario that a lot of us have never been in before. That's exactly right. It takes, it's, it's a choice. I can hear all kinds of listeners sitting in their living rooms right now or in their car and going, but what yeah. is about the person who says, well, I don't care. I don't care what you do. Then mm-hmm. say, you know what? But it really does matter to me. I love you so much that I really do want to hear it. And so if that's a personality, loved one, start the day out. You know, you're helping them get started in their day mm-hmm. and having breakfast mm-hmm. or whatever and go, you know, later today we have some time to be able to do something different. How about if we start thinking about that and throw out ideas? It's taking away the power of what naturally Mm -hmm. is the resistance that you hear. I want to throw out also, yes, this takes a lot of energy, but wouldn't it be more fun to spend energy on a positive outcome than energy on a battle? Because basically what's going to happen. There's a lot of um, battles of the will you can see the logic of something. You can see how something will be more efficient to do it ABC way instead of XYZ way. But is uh-huh. it really worth the battle? Is it okay exactly. for them to have to take six more steps to do something versus your two steps? In the grand scheme, it really doesn't matter. And so you yeah. as the family caregiver, do you have to put a lot of energy into the relationship but positive energy or energy given to a positive outcome versus energy given to a battle, which one would you rather do? And, and I think it's all in the, it's in the attitude. It's in the verbiage, you know, it's in the overall, the posture. Yes. There you go. That's the word I needed. It's, it's really taking that into consideration that, you know, sometimes, you know, we forget that words definitely matter, but it's also in the attitude and the posturing. You're absolutely correct, Daphne. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about, again, creative ways to bring joy to seniors in your surrounding. And we talked a little bit about that last week, but I want to really go into some things that have been going on in my neighborhood and Daphne's neighborhood in ways that we can kind of engage the community because a lot of us are sitting home with kids. We've got different things going on. And in the meantime, before we go to the next segment, Daphne, how do we reach you? Best and easiest is at my phone number, which is 855 734 1500. Again, that's 855 734 1500. Or you can reach us at our website, which is at Pinnacle Senior Placement with an S at the end.com. Perfect. So, everyone, Daphne will be right back right after this. 
The preceding podcast was provided by Pinnacle Senior Placements, LLC and Answers for Elders Radio. To contact Pinnacle Senior Placements, go to PinnacleSeniorPlacements.com. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.